Welcome to Awards Radar, the podcast, a weekly discussion of the awards races, Hollywood news, and the films you should have on your radar. Here's your host, Joey Magidson. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Awards Radar podcast, recording at the perfect time because we're sitting down right after the uh, Oscars pissed us off. So what a way to start. Um, As I look through the social media reaction to basically eight Oscar categories not being shown live. Uh, it's a thorough, like, wow, fuck this, which we'll elaborate on in a moment. But uh, we've got some people here with us. We've got uh, Miles. Hey, everybody, here for another episode of the podcast where we celebrate the thing that pisses us off. And we got Steve. Yeah, I'm here and I'm pissed. Yep. As we should be. So let's get the pitchfork. We have some other stuff to do. But yeah, we're starting with the pitchforks before we have fun because we have a. Uh, we're expanding the game from last week, and we have a new one to play. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about the Super Awards from that Critics' Choice just uh, released the nominations of today. And uh, we'll end by uh, Miles and I making everyone jealous, but we'll talk about that at the end. Huh? So yeah, today the Academy decided to try this trick that they do every so often, which is how can we get people to watch who aren't going to watch? And for some reason, not showing the Oscar live for documentary short, film editing, makeup and hairstyling, original score, production design, animated short, live action short, and sound will accomplish that goal. They are chasing an imaginary audience member, and it is uh, very annoying because they just won't give up this ghost. And and it's so strange what they try to do because they want to sort of equally piss off as many branches as possible so no one can kind of claim they're being picked on so that's why it's not just the shorts and like sound you know the the and makeup and hairstyle like the ones that feel like you can kind of the the average fan is the least interested in which is you know an approximation but but still like film editing score that seems weird like those are really not ones to be given out outside of the show but that's that's my take. I just, I'm, I'm still just dumbfounded that they think this is going to get one more person to watch. <laughs> if you go back to some of my favorite Oscars, those are some, when handled properly, film editing and score are, and, uh, uh, well, not so much makeup. Actually, no, the makeup too. When they used to show the vignettes, showing the before and after or showing the process, yeah, that's they, what I they loved. become whoever, yeah. That's, that's what got me hooked on movies. They are saying, let's fast forward right to the good parts. It's, it's, it's you know what it is? I, I'm going to sound like an old man yelling at the clouds or whatever, but uh, it it's, it's the instant, instant gratification. It's We have to feed the TikTok audience instead of people, instead of t- having faith in them that they, if they learned and watched other things, that maybe they might appreciate it more and get, you know, and be back for next year instead of, you know, like I said, digging in for the Cracker Jack prize rather than, uh, you know, eating your way down there. Oh, it's it's stupid. Yeah, uh, Miles, go for it. Yeah, no, I I mean, I think uh, it was Zoe Bryant who said on Twitter, uh, "Show me one person who wasn't going to watch the Oscars but saw this announcement and was like, you know what? Maybe I will watch it. It's exactly. so stupid. Yeah. Like, it's not going to get any new viewers in. All it does is alienate the." core fan base that the Oscars already have and they keep doing stuff like this it was the same with like the best popular film thing and it was the same you know a decade ago or a few years ago or whenever it was that they last tried this exact thing like 
the Oscars ratings wise are never, ever, ever going to be back to where they were at their peak. They're just not. There's too much competition for people's attention. It just doesn't have that same broad appeal anymore. No amount of nominating Spider-Man or whatever else people are suggesting is going to get that job done. They need to just accept where they're at, maybe scale down in other ways, like make it a less lavish sort of thing. And, you know, cater to the people who have stuck with it through thick and thin because all this does is guarantee that the ratings are going to get lower and lower yeah they they talk as if spider-man will bring in 10 million viewers no and if you have this abbreviated show well you're not giving them the level of of exposure that i think makes people appreciate the art more it's just poor thinking well yeah it's it's about the show which shouldn't be the focus Mm -hmm. you know the um spider-man gets in the best picture more people do watch the show because the the general public becomes kind of curious, but that's not that doesn't help the industry any. It doesn't even help the Oscars any. Whereas, you know, just preference wise, sure, I probably would have preferred Spider Man: The Drive My Car. If you're just if you're just talking about which movie did I like more, but Drive My Car, more people will have seen this movie because of it being nominated for Best Picture. You can even see with the box office the last couple weekends, like it's people are going to check it out. You know, Nightmare Alley didn't do well in theaters. Uh, West Side Story didn't do well. They they got a little bit of an uptick, and they're they're now on HBO or HBO Max or Disney Plus or whatever the the thing is. So people are able to discover them. Coda, I'm sure, has seen a real big uptick. They just this past weekend came back in the theaters for free, just so more people could watch it. Um, that's the thing that the Oscars are supposed to be doing, and they're they're kind of. Well, not that they're kind of, they always do. They're losing sight of this, which is why I kind of feel like they deserve Cinderella to win that weird Twitter fan vote. You know, that serves them right. Like, I, at a certain point, they just have to realize, like Miles said, it's, they're never, people are never coming back like they used to. Nothing is watched like that. Everything is the yeah. lowest ratings ever for a live one-off show because it's just not what people watch anymore. It's, it's just sort of how it is. Mm-hmm. And the sooner they get used to that, and either renegotiate their deal and and don't have ABC worried about them or eventually go to a streaming platform, which I know there's weird parts with that with like if Netflix picks them up. But at the same time, ABC is Disney and nobody thinks that like Disney has their Oscars in the bag. So I don't know that that matters. But as soon as they become something else in terms of not chasing this imaginary audience member, I think we're going to see them finally make the show we want them to make but it's just not fun right now how about they go to all the streamers i mean that would be great i mean i don't know how you would get them to agree but like yeah. a simulcast i mean here's the thing but rethink here's it what pisses. they have to rethink it just like yeah. they rethought entertainment you know it's time to rethink totally. the oscars and not just throwing money at the you know the celebrity of the hour or hoping a, a big film gets in there or the twitter approach whatever it is it's like just you got to well, think the, you truly have to rethink it not in yeah. not in the content or the uh, or the goals of the show you know which is to celebrate film but in the way that you are trying to reach your audience and the other thing and then we'll move on because we're just going to reiterate how annoyed we are over and over again is that the problem is this time that they save will be used for a skit or like something not movie related. Yeah. Right. That's not exactly. a good use of their time. Yes. And they're never good. At their best, they're fine. So they're yeah. There's just there's it's not like they're they're they have a plan. Because they didn't say they have a plan. It's not like, oh, the show is an hour shorter now. Which I wouldn't like, but I could understand why they might wanna 
do that. I want longer. No, this is yeah. I want longer. I want like eight to midnight. Yeah. Like, give me give me the four hour. Like, it's a celebration. Then, if you want to have your weird skit thing, sure. Or if you want to have an extra musical number or the montage things, all the little bits that are, you know, sort of more aimed at the people who are not as as big into this. But uh, they don't they don't ever and they never make the effort to bring people in, which is, you know, we've been yelling about this for years. Like you have a platform, like get people excited for the movies that are nominated. But, you know, why would they do that? Remember that year? Where they had a montage devoted to horror movies, because they never nominate oh. horror movies. And in that montage, Twilight was there. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That was maybe not their finest. Um, but that's the kind of, it's the kind of cheap stunt, like, oh, let's, like, they're trying to have it both ways. They're trying to sort of still have their, you know, refined, artsy, intellectual taste, but they also want to appeal to the blockbuster crowd. So they'll nominate, like, one blockbuster a year if we're lucky and like or or, and then they'll do this like sort of Mm. when they realize that's not enough they'll do these kind of stunts but it's none of it works and i think like steve i i completely agree with what you were saying about like the montages like showing the craft behind each of the nominees like that for me makes the ceremony worth it it's like i might not normally care about production design or costuming but if you show me like the costume sketches evolving into the finished pieces if you show me everything that went into all those kind of things you've got me like hook line and sinker like if you're going to nominate the kind of films that primarily appeal to cinephiles, make a show that appeals to cinephiles. Don't fuck around with the Spider-Man audience because they will never care. No matter how mm-hmm. much attention you give them, well, they will never care. One, one more comment yeah. that uh, building off of that. Uh, when you do those type of montages, those, you know, the vignettes, little uh, pieces showing the, the art of, of cinema and what goes into it, you take a film. So a lot of the audience goes in saying, I haven't seen any of these films. I never heard of them. But now you get to see pieces of them and you get to understand them more and you get to see the work that's put into them. And you say, shit, I, I want to watch Ford versus Ferrari. I want to watch yeah. uh, you know, Parasite. I want to watch Drive My Car. This this is interesting. Instead of just it just being, hey, at the end of the night, we're going to give out a trophy. And before then, Jimmy Kimmel's going to dance for you. No, no, no. Film, 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 and if you want to have a couple lighthearted jokes and you know little uh, jabs at the industry or whatever you want to do in between, that's fine. But not 15 minutes here and there. Focus on film. Focus on film. Focus on film. I think, I think if you hired me to produce the show, and then we'll move on. I think that what you do is you have your opening like skit, you know, your like your stand up routine. That can be five, ten, fifteen, twenty, whatever you want. Get as much of that out of your system as you can. You know, find your your viral moment there if you're going to get it. Get a get a big award out. Get some of the smaller ones out. Have your your celebrations of things, but have them be of the films. You know, or maybe you know what would be a, I would love. I don't know how they would do it, but one of the montage instead of horror movies, let it be the movies that didn't get nominated that year. Oh yeah, to show all the other things like That's that would good. be a great, I like great idea. You know, like you know, I know we're here to celebrate you know, this lineup, but here's a, here's a montage of Red Rocket and Pig and the French Dispatch and, you know, a dozen movies that got nothing of like, here's the other things 
that you know the show that you know we reached for the world but here's all the other things that we missed mm-hmm. that would be such a cool way to recognize the year in film oh, that's a great idea but instead that. we're gonna we're gonna get like uh that's an inspired idea right there i love that i really do and, but instead we're gonna get like the kardashians or something yeah, so look for that. I just realized the the idea of like a quick opening monologue is gone because we have three hosts this year. Yeah, and like maybe that'll be fine, but also now you're just you're also looking for something now to justify. And that's stupid. Also, by the way, there's a fair chance they'll backtrack on this when everyone's pissed off. TBD there. Though I think they're more determined this time than last. All right. We'll see. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. Ryan McDermott. He would like to know uh, who would everyone's vote be to win among the Critics' Choice Super Awards film nominees? And obviously he says I can abstain if I want, and I will, because I still have to vote, and I, I know like sort of how the sausage was made with this one because I'm involved in it. But I will give it to you guys and tell me what you think uh, your vote would be. So we'll, we'll go top to bottom. Best action movie nominees are Gunpowder Milkshake, The Harder They Fall, The Last Duel, Nobody, no Time to Die, and Wrath of Man. Solid list, too. Yeah, it is. That's an yeah. interesting list. It's a tough list. Uh, Steve, you want to go first? <laughs> no, I don't, actually. Uh, <laughs> I can if you want me to. Um, um, yeah, because I have a few, like... Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, no, no Time to Die is an obvious one. He's uh, probably going to win. The Last Duel is an interesting inclusion. It's, <laughs> it's as much kind action of as an anything. action movie. <laughs> I love the action. Well, this is the it. thing. It's, it's, it's got incredible action, yeah. especially at the end. But yes. like, you don't really well, think is... of it as an action movie per se. Oh well, just wait. Um, I will. I will fully tell you that certain films really struggled to figure out where to be, and it it, it either did better or worse because of it. When you hear where some things are categorized. Um, you know, like like the last duel really only would fit here for action. But like, where would you put Titan? Because with people listed it in action, sci-fi, and also horror. Interesting. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, out of this lineup, though, I think I'm going to go with the harder they fall. Um, cool. It's got, I think, one of the best ensembles of the year. The action in it is great. Um, it's one that kind of flew under the radar for a lot of people, but I think deserves to be discovered. Nice. While I Steve. love the last duel's final scene, I don't think there's enough action there to justify it um, being a best action film or movie. Uh, nobody is pretty fantastic and a lot of fun, but I'm going to agree. The harder they fall. Cool. Actor in an action movie. Daniel Craig, No Time to Die. Dwayne Johnson, Jungle Cruise. Jonathan Majors, The Harder They Fall. Mads Mikkelsen, Riders of Justice. <gasps> Liam Neeson, The Ice Road. Go fit, sure, why not? And Bob Odenkirk, nobody. Um, while Daniel Craig was great in his final turn as James Bond, and who doesn't love the the sight of Bob Odenkirk beating up a bunch of people on a bus, uh, this one's no question for me. It has to be Mods Mickelson for Riders of Justice, and I love that he's in there. I, I love that he's in there too, but he's not the best part of that film, so I'm going with Bob Odenkirk. Cool. The man needs more trophies. Best best actress in an action movie. Um, yeah, Jodie Comer for The Last Duel, the only person who doesn't do action in the action movie. Ana de Armas for No Time to Die. Karen Gillan, Gunpowder Milkshake. Regina King, The Harder They Fall. Lashana Lynch, No Time to Die. And Maggie Q, The Protégé. I have mine. It's Ana de Armas. 
Yeah, it has to be Ana de Armas for me, too. She's in the movie for like 15 minutes, but God, what an impression she yes. leaves. Totally. Uh, best superhero movie, Black Widow, Eternals, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Spider-Man No Way Home. Those two uh, led the film nominations overall. The Suicide Squad and Zack Snyder's Justice League. I know you are. Well, yeah, anyone who listens to the podcast with any kind of regularity should know mine. Uh, it's got to be the Suicide Squad. And I'm going Shang-Chi. Cool. That would have probably Actor been my a... second choice. Well, that's good. Actor in a superhero movie. John Cena, The Suicide Squad. Idris Elba, The Suicide Squad. <laughs> Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man No Way Home. Tom Holland, Spider-Man No Way Home. Tony Leung, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Simu Liu, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Tobey Maguire is said. Well, I'm going to say this. I'm not going to give you my answer, but I'm going to say if this was John Cena for Peacemaker, he'd have my vote. I was literally just about to say that. I just watched the first episode finally, uh, and it was hilarious. And, and that uh, opening sequence, that that choreograph. Oh, the dance scene. You cannot I didn't, turn it off. You cannot skip it. Oh, my oh no, God. I it's, won't be. It's one of my favorite opening credits yeah. of any show ever. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. They should not have a skip button. They should have a replay button, because I swear exactly. I would replay exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, no, absolutely love that show. And yeah, I agree. If it was for uh, that show, I w- he would get my vote. But since we're just talking about the movies here, I'm very tempted to go Idris Elba because he's struggled in terms of getting like kind of blockbustery roles. And I think he did better here than he has in any of the others he's tried to do. But I got to go Andrew Garfield for No Way Home. It's what what a redemption for his version of the character to like take that, you know, he only shows up in the last third or so, but he absolutely steals it. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go Andrew Garfield as well. I was uh, looking at Tony Leung. That, that would have been uh, up there for me, too. He's phenomenal. Actress, Gal Gadot, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, Florence Pugh, Black Widow, Margot Robbie, The Suicide Squad, Michelle Yeoh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Zendaya, Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, hmm. Nothing hugely surprising here, but also maybe nothing like stands out as, oh, above and beyond. Yeah, there's like there's performances here I like, absolutely, but yeah, not yeah. one that I'm like, oh, this one without doubt. Um, I'm tempted to go with Florence Pugh uh, because I think she she made a really good introduction of herself in the MCU. Um, but that said, I think I have to go with Margot Robbie's Suicide Squad. It's the best version of her already good take on Harley Quinn. Uh, I agree. Margot Robbie is, for me, the best part of the Suicide Squad, but I'm going to go with Pew because I think it's a good breakout performance in this type of genre. I don't think she's done anything you know, like this before, and to come in there and uh, just kill it like she did you know, yeah. says something. All right. Best horror movie went to the horror categories. Um, Miles, his ears have perked up. Um, nominees are Candyman. Last Night in Soho, which also I think there was some debate about where it would go. Uh, Malignant, The Night House, A Quiet Place Part 2, and the final nominee in Best Horror Movie, Titan. (laughs) Because where do you put that movie? Yeah, I mean, it's as good a spot as any. Yeah, horror yeah. horror I can't, fans would like it, I feel. Yeah, I think if you, if you, yeah. There's some body horror. Exactly. There's more than some. Um, some, some very respectable nominees here, but the answer is clear. 
It's got to be Malignant. I had more fun with this movie than I've had with any horror film in quite a long time. Hmm. For me, it's either The Night House or Malignant. But you know what I love about, about Malignant is the passion, the passionate support of it. Because p- people just, I don't know, rally behind that and, and really enjoyed it. And, and the energy, like those opening weeks when it was on HBO Max, that people like don't talk about it. Uh, I'm going to go with it for that reason because that's nice. I don't know, kind of special. It was cool to see like when our embargo lifted, like people did a pretty good job of being like, we, we're not going to tell you why it's insane. Just trust us. This is nuts. And and that led to, I think, people championing it a little bit more because you had a sense of discovery of like, holy shit. Um, well, as yeah, that, was, to, that was the yeah. magic of when I saw it is I hadn't read any reviews and I like I remember seeing the trailers and thinking oh this doesn't look like anything that interesting I'm probably going to skip it and I had a friend who really wanted to watch it and so I was like oh, okay you know watch it see what happens and so going in with zero expectations and to have it just fucking blow your mind like that is yeah it's 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 the kind of movie watching experience that only comes around once in a blue moon i think yeah i think i had messaged miles something about like you're gonna like malignant but gave you no other information or something like that for me it was the opposite i went in hearing all the it's crazy and don't talk about it and all that and which usually works against because i went in highly anticipating craziness and it delivered it delivered and it was such a fun ride i I enjoyed every minute of it nice best actor in a horror movie yaya abdul mateen Candyman. nicholas cage willie's wonderland dave davis the vigil vincent linden titan killian murphy a quiet place part two and sam richardson werewolves within Okay, Sam Richardson is a very cool nomination. Yes. Um, and uh, I do love Killian Murphy in A Quiet Place. I'm actually going to go Yaya Abdul-Mateen II for Candyman. It's a film that I know I was in the minority uh, on this podcast and apparently just in general, but I really like that film. And I think a big part of what makes it work is his performance. Then he's, you know, he's the kind of up and coming actor that just everything he does is exciting to me. Totally. It's between Murphy and Lyndon for me, and I'm going to go Murphy. Nice. Had a hunch. Actress in a horror movie. Barbara Crampton, Jacob's Wife, a horror legend getting a horror nomination was kind of cool. Rebecca Hall, The Night House. Anya Taylor-Joy, Last Night in Soho. Thomas and Mackenzie, Last Night in Soho. Agatha Roussel, Titan, and Millicent Simmons, A Quiet Place Part 2. Hmm. I kind of want to go Rebecca Hall. Yeah. And I She's haven't so in that. I haven't seen The Night House yet, but I've oh. heard oh. <laughs> it so good and I love her so much in general. I can't imagine she's anything other than great in it. Oh, and you got to watch it. None of the rest of them either I haven't seen them or they didn't do much for me. I like Millicent Simmons in Quiet Place a lot to be sure. Um I'm I mean, you know, I'll see it and I'm sure I'll still agree with what I say here, but sight unseen, I'm going Rebecca Hall. We'll have to have an update. I'm going to go sightseeing Rebecca Hall. So Nice, nice. There we go. All right. Prepare to be annoyed by one of the following nominations. Best science fiction fantasy movie. Don't Look Up. Dune. Free Guy. The Green Knight. The Mitchells vs. the Machines. And Swan Song. Which, Which one don't are look supposed up. to be annoyed don't look by? Up as, don't Look Up as a science fiction movie. Kind of is. It's it's, it's got science it. fiction I, elements. Yeah, I was. Fine I would say it's more that. of a science fiction movie than like the Green Knight. 
that's, but that's, that's sci-fi fantasy. or fantasy. What oh, sci-fi fantasy? Oh, is it war fantasy? Oh, wait, no, come on. No, they're blowing up meteors and... There's aliens in that movie. That's true. I guess by the end it becomes yeah. more sci-fi. I mean, I knowing what else was on the table, you know, there were things I think I would have... Yeah, I get that. With, but uh, it's fine. Um, uh, well, yeah. Think? I mean, for this one, best sci-fi of the year has to be one of the best sci-fis in recent memory, and that's Dune. I knew you were going there, and I have two here on my list. Uh, I think two of my top four. Mitchell's and Green Knight? Yep. And I'm going to go with Mitchell's versus the Machines. I just love that film. So I, I love, it's I think so the Green good. Knight's fantastic so too, but the Mitchell's versus the Machines, like I said before, it's a, it's a film you can share. And I think it's so great with so many different audiences that it, t- it touches upon all these different genres. And it actually also. It had me so choked up in the end, uh, twice, and probably a third time. Cause I'm watching it again this week, so I'll go with that. Nice. All right. I, I cannot wait Good. for it to not win Best Animated Feature yep. at the Oscars. Same here. Yep. <laughs> Best Actor in a Sci-Fi or Fantasy Movie. Mahershala Ali, Swan Song. Timothy Chalamet, Dune. Leonardo DiCaprio, Don't Look Up. Tom Hanks, Finch. Dev Patel, The Green Knight, and Ryan Reynolds, Free Guy. I'm very sorry, but can you run through those again? <laughs> Mahershala Ali, Swan Song. Mm-hmm. Timothy Chalamet, Dune. Leonardo DiCaprio, Don't Look Up. Tom Hanks, Finch. Dev Patel, The Green Knight. Ryan Reynolds, Free Guy. Just a little heads up, if you want to see the, all the listings, you can find them at Awards Radar. Indeed. Miles oh. doesn't read the site. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Um, let's see. I think I might go DiCaprio, honestly. Oh, he's, wow. he's, Fair. He's, he's kind of playing against type. I, I like seeing him do funnier performances. When you get, it's, it's one of the performances where he's less self-serious, which I always enjoy. Yeah. But there's some good stuff here. Steve is going Patel. Uh, hold on. Uh, I like oh. Reynolds a lot. Reynolds is a lot of fun. And Not true. Plays a type and does, I think, pitch perfect for uh, for what he needs to do. By the uh, way, he but, will be nominated in this category again next year for The Adam Project. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see which that. Which is very, very good. It comes out in like three weeks, I think. See? No, I'm jealous. Uh, Patel is definitely up there. And then there's Hanks, which... I don't know something about. I, I really enjoyed Hanks and Finch. Uh, I'm going to go with go with Hanks. I think he I think nice. he just gets crossed off because he's one. He's Tom Hanks, but no, he should be in he should be in the discussion this year. Yeah, I do wonder if there are people who are like, well, Hanks and DiCaprio and such won't care about this award. So, you know, I don't know that that matters. But I wonder if that Patel would be would definitely be uh, my my other one. Nice actress in a sci-fi or fantasy movie. Kate Blanchett, Don't Look Up. Jodie Comer, Free Guy, double nominated. Rebecca Ferguson, Dune. McKenna Grace, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Jennifer Lawrence, Don't Look Up. And Alicia Vikander, The Green Knight. Um, I do think Alicia Vikander is the best part of The Green Knight for me. Um, but I'm going to go with Rebecca Ferguson because out of the incredible ensemble cast in that film, I think she's easily the standout. Mm-hmm. Steve? Uh, I agree with you about being the standout, but I have to see Dune again. I wish it was still on HBO Max because I'm dying to watch it again. Uh, I, I didn't hit me like, you know, I, I'm not a Dune 
like I have no history with it, so it didn't do it enough for me. So I'm going to go with McKenna Grace. Uh, nice. I thought she was wonderful in Afterlife, and uh, I know she's. I guess she's been around for a while. I, I've I've seen her work and and heard of her, but this is the first time she's on my radar, and she's going to stay on there. So McKenna Grace. Nice, nice. Best villain in a movie. Ooh, I like, oh. I'm reading through. Oh, well, some good ones. In yeah. Here. <laughs> All right. I thought I knew. Ben Affleck, The Last Duel. Interesting. Willem Dafoe, Spider-Man No Way Home. Idris Elba, The Harder They Fall. Tony Lung, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, keep in mind, this is pulling from all of the categories, so like it's not just horror. Um, Tony Todd, Candyman. And finally, Marina Mazeppa and Ray Chase, the performer and voice, respectively, of Gabriel and Malignant. <gasps> no, no, there's one oh. more. No, I already. I, I skipped. To, I skipped that one to do Tony Todd after that. Oh, I'm sorry. So I, I already said Tony I, Todd. I was checking my yeah. audio. Actually, sorry, I missed it. Yeah. No, I just Tony to say Todd that for last. Tony Todd is in Candyman for like less than five seconds. <laughs> I agree. Listen, like, I, come on. I, that's it's not one of the best nominees uh, that we could have come. Because otherwise, up with, this is fun. a pretty stacked category. It is. I gotta tell you, I'll spoil one little thing that um, one of my. I tried to go for Spiral, obviously. But I'm only one man. But also, for those of the few of you who have seen the new VHS movie, VHS, I think it's 94, Ratma was a, was a good one. I have not but, seen it yet. Alas. Ah, there's some good ones here. Um, I mean... You're between Affleck and Gabriel, aren't you? Well, Affleck, I, I love the performance, although I don't know that it's a great villain performance. I think it's just a kind of a villain. He's just a dick. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know that there's like a good guy in that movie outside of Jody. No, Conner, no, no. You know, I, like, I don't think he's any bad. more villainous than the other two. Yeah, guys. I, I agree. Um, I mean, I think it's super impressive that Willem Dafoe reprised his role of Green Goblin like 20 years later and like maybe does it better. Yeah, didn't miss a beat. <laughs> um, and I was very close to going Tony Leung here, but... I, I I can't not go with Gabriel. Gabriel is such a wonderful cinematic creation and might be the coolest new character in anything this year. Totally. Yeah, I liked all that you mentioned. Like you said, Affleck, though, if if anything, it would be uh, uh, Driver, I think, is the, Maybe. the villain. My, well, you know, it's a pretty well, heinous you act, know, people. So. <clears throat> so we have committees and then the members of each individual committee propose like things to consider and then whatever sort of people second goes into the hopper for the yeah. vote. So like people just sort of gravitated to Affleck, I think. He's one of my favorite performances of the year, but totally. as villain, I, I don't see it. Um, Defoe came back actually with, you know, the original, I, I didn't care for the goblin. He came back and I hated him. And, you know, if you've seen the film, you know why. And he's just, uh, that the, him playing that on-off, you know, bipolar or whatever you would like to call mm-hmm. that, uh, whatever. Yeah. He he does a, just a spectacular job. It's like a true. It's not just a superhero film or anything else. It's true acting, and uh, and he pulls it off from all, all the way to the very last, you know, frames of his character. He's fantastic. So Defoe all the way. Cool. Here we'll do the uh, the TV things quickly. Um, Best action series: Nine One One, Cobra Kai, Heels, Kung Fu, Lupin, and Squid Game. 
I haven't seen a single one of these, so I abstain. Hmm. Makes two of us. Uh, I'm going to go with Squid Game, and Cobra Kai is a lot of fun, but I, I think Squid Game beats it out. I don't think Miles has seen any of the actor in an action series, but we'll do it anyway. Uh, Mike Faced from West Side Story, Panic. Uh, Lee, Lee Jung Jae, Squid Game. Alexander Ludwig, Heels. Ralph Macchio, Cobra Kai. Omar Sai and Lupin. And uh, William Zapka, Cobra Kai. If you're talking season two, uh, it's William Zapka for sure. He's fantastic cool. in it. If it's season three, I, I don't think he gets as much to, to chew on. Uh, and then I would mm-hmm. go with the Squid Game, uh, Lee Jung Jai. But both those would be my one and two. All right. Actress in an action series. Angela Bassett, 911. Kim Joo Rung, Squid Game. Ho Yun Jung, Squid Game. Queen Latifah, The Equalizer. Olivia Liang for Kung Fu. And Mary McCormick for Heels. Ho, uh, Ho Yun Young. Okay. Awesome. I will watch that show one day. Oh, you should. Um, yeah. Best Superman. Best Superhero series. <laughs> best Superman series. Um Best Superman series. Which one would that be? Uh, Lois and Clark, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, it's not that good. I mean, sorry. Uh, well, yeah, but look at the competition. <laughs> That's true. I'm just uh, here. Superhero series. Doom Con- Doom Patrol. <laughs> Hawkeye. Loki. Lucifer. Superman and Lois. And WandaVision. I would have picked Invincible, but it's not in the list. I had nothing to do with this uh, category. If you haven't watched Invincible, everybody go out and watch it. It is so yeah. damn good. Oh yeah, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's probably in my top five superhero shows of all time. Oh yeah. I don't okay. know. I don't even know if I'm voting for TV categories here, but I'll, I'll refrain just in case. It's funny. Doom Patrol is one of those shows that like almost everyone I know has asked me like what I think about it, and I still haven't seen it. <laughs> but I need I need to get on it because I feel like I would enjoy it. Um, out of the nominees that I have seen, though, um, I got to go with Loki. Oh really? Um, yeah, it's a tough one. I liked Loki until it said until the final episode ended it as it did, and it said, "Oh yeah, see you next year." I'm like, "What?" That still kills me. It should have been a one and done. They should have just done a tighter story. I know. So, um, I know. I'm gonna go with Wandavision. I think Wandavision nice. has changed streaming in a way. So. Um, I'm going I'm, WandaVision. See, see, that's I'm funny. A, I would say the opposite thing. I really, really loved WandaVision until the last episode, and then I was kind of like, yeah, oh, yeah that's okay, fair. whatever. I, uh, I'm actually I'm Hawkeye. Not in, Hawkeye is my, yeah. my second choice. I, uh, Hawkeye was I'm surprisingly watching, good. I'm finally I, I like watching that. Hawkeye, and I enjoyed it. I'm enjoying it so far. I just Oh, you, oh you're just like in the middle. Way. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I missed, you know, when, when it first started, I was a week or two behind, and then I was just like, I'll wait. And also, now I, I live in a world where, like, the girlfriend periodically will be like, I would watch that. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm going to wait. And then it just doesn't <laughs> like happen because I don't want to start it and be like, why'd you start that? So yeah, we, when... we've, we've done episode one of several things and then we're going to narrow down what she is willing to watch and what she isn't. That's written into our prenup with my, me and my wife that, you know, we have to, certain shows are safe for each other, even if we're divorced. So, um... I, I have, I have learned that this is a thing. That, like, oh, it's very much oh, yeah. a thing. Me and, <laughs> a me and Kelly point. have like a very yeah. intimate, like, we'll go show by show. Do you want to watch that? No. Do you want to watch that? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I don't want to watch that. Yeah. And then there's got to be like a certain time, right? If, if, if you both want to watch show X, but it's been weeks and they're still not ready, like at a certain point you get to watch the episode, right? Yeah. I mean, 
she she has well, enough that I she wants answers. that I don't want to watch, and I have enough that I do that she doesn't. That usually we don't have that problem. We just get right. to the ones we both want to whenever we're both ready. I've rewatched Fair. whole series with my wife because. She wasn't on board, and then I'm like, I can't stop watching. And then by the time she jumped on board, I'm like, I'm finishing, and then we'll go back and rewatch it because I enjoyed it enough. Um, I mean, I, Ted Lasso was depends one of on those. my mood. Yeah, like like Lasso, we still have to finish season two, but I um, it depends on what I want to do because sometimes I don't want to like fully watch a show. I just kind of want want to have something on because it's I don't want to go to bed for another half hour kind of thing, and that's become Simpsons for the longest time. Um, most recently, Third Rock from the Sun, um, Night Court for a little bit, like that kind of stuff is what I end up doing. Um, all this to say, we're on to actor in a superhero series. <laughs> um, Paul Bettany, WandaVision. Tom Ellis, Lucifer. Brendan Fraser, Doom Patrol. Tom Hiddleston, Loki. Tyler Hoechlin, Superman and Lois. And Anthony Mackie, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which kind of bum wasn't in the, uh, series lineup yeah but also it doesn't need to be all marvel yeah um i like tom hiddleston a lot in loki but i don't feel like he's he's played this character enough times that even though it's new shades of the character it still doesn't feel like a completely new performance Um, feels like that to me well so that's what i was about to say i'm going paul bettany because he could have had a second career as like a sitcom dad and fucking nailed it. Like he, the way he does those sort of show within a show sequences is like grade a stuff. I loved it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I will say this, you mentioned Falcon, the Falcon of the winter soldier too bad. It didn't make series. Um, If you didn't have the other Marvel shows and not saying that they were that much better, but any other year, if this existed on its own, it would definitely be in there. Um, yeah. It's just that we had so much quality that I think it's one of the. It seems to be forgotten uh, among the four that they put out. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, with Bethany as well. Okay, cool. Let's speed up through the rest of these because we still have like the main thing we were going to talk about today. Um, actress in a superhero series: Sophie DiMartino, Loki, Catherine Hahn, WandaVision, uh, Javika Leslie. Batwoman, Gugum Bathoraw, Loki, Elizabeth Olsen, WandaVision, Haley Steinfeld, Hawkeye. Uh, I'm going to go Haley Steinfeld here. I love Catherine Hahn, but her character kind of gets super generic in the last episode. Um, and there's some other good ones here, too. But uh, Haley Steinfeld is, you know, she's quickly become such a unmissable actress. And I feel like she's such a great addition to the MCU. I'm going to also go with Haley Steinfeld. Nice. For all the reasons above. Best horror series. Chucky. Dr. Death. Evil. Midnight Mass. Servant. Yellow Jackets. I'm a terrible horror fan because I haven't seen a single one of these. I've seen one episode of Chucky. <laughs> I really want to see Yellow Jackets. It seems right up my alley. I just haven't. I don't yeah. have showtime, so I, I have to wait till it comes somewhere else. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say this. Get Showtime. Yellow Jackets is fantastic. You can get a free Showtime subscription for a month or a day or whatever. If you uh, if you have a long weekend, you'll knock it out. It's so well done. And um, another show that I, I've just started. I haven't watched enough of it to, to put it on my you know that high up. Evil, uh, surprisingly dark for a CBS series. Now it's on Paramount Plus, but it was CBS, and I'm enjoying that one as well. It's kind of like a darker. 
crazier uh, version of the X Files, um, cool. with a religious uh, like element to it, and uh, and I'm always a sucker for servant. Uh, you know, if you haven't, if you have Apple TV Plus, check it out. Don't read anything about it, and just enjoy the ride. There you go. Which one are you picking? Oh, Yellow Jackets. Cool. Um, actor in a horror series. I suspect Miles has seen none of these still. Adrian Brody, Chapelweight. Mike Coulter, Evil. Zach Guilford, Midnight Mass. Rupert Grint, Servant. Hamish Linkletter, Midnight Mass. Asif Manvi, Evil. Yep, I, I got nothing. Steve, give a pick real quick. I'm going to go Rupert Grint. Cool. Actress in a horror series. Um, it'll be the exact same thing for Miles, so Steve, just tell us. Uh, Lauren Ambrose, Servant. Uh, Katja Herbers, Evil. Christine Lottie, Evil. Melanie Linsky, Yellow Jackets. Kate Siegel, Midnight Mass. And Samantha Sloyan, Midnight Mass. It's a great category all across the board, but my favorite is Lauren Ambrose. She is incredible. She's, she does better work in Servant than she did in Six Feet Under. So, right. Lauren Ambrose. Sci-fi fantasy series, Foundation, Resident Alien, Snowpiercer, Star Trek Discovery, Station Eleven, The Witcher. I haven't seen any of these either. I'm really bad with TV, y'all. I haven't seen all of these. The ones I have seen, I enjoyed. The one I enjoyed the most, my favorite series of the year, Station Eleven. Um, I suspect the actor and actress will be the same for Miles, but if something pops up, feel free to chime in. Um, actor in sci-fi or fantasy, Henry Cavill, The Witcher, David Diggs, Snowpiercer, Matthew Good, A Discovery of Witches, Jared Harris, Foundation, Lee Pace, Foundation, Alan Tudyk, Resident Alien. Uh, Foundation, I haven't seen. Uh, I do like both those actors, but uh, Alan, Alan Tudyk, how do you pronounce his name? I'm sorry. Two dick. Two you dick? Got two okay. Dicks. Yep. Okay. That's what I thought. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cut that part out just out of respect for the actor. No, definitely keep it in. Ellen <laughs> <laughs> Tudyk, Resident Alien. Another actress. Fun series. Mackenzie Davis, Station Eleven. Laura Donnelly, The Nevers. Uh, Sonequa Martin Green, Star Trek Discovery. Teresa Palmer, Discovery of Witches. Jodie Whittaker, Doctor Who. Allison Wright, Snowpiercer. Well, I wanted to love Jodie Whittaker, but never the, the relationship never formed as well as I hoped. But I love Doctor Who. But I'm still going Mackenzie Davis, Station Eleven. Cool. Um, Miles, you can chime in again. The final category, best villain in the series. Vincent D'Onofrio, Hawkeye. Michael Emerson, Evil. Catherine Hahn, WandaVision. Joshua Jackson, Doctor Death. Jonathan Majors, Loki. And Samantha Sloyan, Midnight Mass. Um, this is tough because I think I like the Catherine Hahn performance a lot, but I was very underwhelmed with the character. I like the Jonathan Majors performance a lot, but he is only in the one episode. I kind of feel the same way about Vincent D'Onofrio. He's really only in the one episode and they're both good, but it's hard to say best villain off of a single episode performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess I'll go with Catherine Hahn because she had more to do, even if it became more generic as it went along. Fair enough. I, I agree. Catherine Bring us Hahn. home. Catherine Hahn. All right. Cool. All right. So we have two things to finish up on our games. One is an extension of what we did last year, last week, which I think seemed to go over pretty well. And the other was a uh, special request from uh, 
uh, Michael Kamens, who he says, hey, Joey and Awards Radar team have a game that I think would be fun. Pick your winners if an Oscar ballot was made entirely of the winners from the last five years. Below is the ballot. Hope everyone is well when you get to this on the podcast. So we are. So um, let's go from bottom to top. International feature. Would you vote for The Salesman, A Fantastic Woman, Roma, Parasite, or Another Round? We'll do recalibration rules, like majority rules. Oh, so are we saying... Well, I guess there's no Just pick your vote. Because yeah. <laughs> they're all one. Uh, out of this group, I'd definitely go Parasite. Same, Same here. All right, cool. Uh, documentary feature. OJ Made in America, Icarus, Free Solo, American Factory, My Octopus Teacher. Uh, free Solo for me. OJ, I'm going OJ. Yeah, I'm going with that. But even though I don't Same. want to, even... it's my favorite. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's TV, but it, it was eligible, so it won. Yeah. <laughs> um, sound. Hacksaw Ridge, please don't vote for that. Dunkirk, Bohemian Rhapsody, please don't vote for that. 1917, and Sound of Metal. Uh, Out of this group, I go with Dunkirk. I think the use of ticking and sort of the ambient sound and tension throughout is, especially with a film with minimal dialogue, it's really effective. I'm going Sound of Metal. I think they did a great job. uh, Ooh, the two that I'm between. Dunkirk. It's close, though. Uh, Makeup. Suicide Squad. Remember, that's an Oscar-winning film. Darkest Hour, Vice, Bombshell, and Ma Rainey. So three of these nominees are the exact same nomination, essentially. I can't fucking believe I'm in this position, but I think I have to go with Suicide Squad. Oh, good. The the rest of these are just like old people in fat suits. uh, Suicide Squad at least had some fun original stuff. No, Ma Rainey wasn't, though. Yeah. Wasn't it? I don't think there was. A, was there a fat suit involved? Viola Davis. I think she did have a. I think she did have a fat suit. Actually. Oh, did she? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't like the, the facial prosthetics that you saw. Um, uh, you know, I'm going already. Are you going with that one? Uh, I would probably go bombshell. So we. Uh, anyone want to flip to one of the others? No. No. <laughs> yeah, I'll flip the Suicide Squad. There we go. Why not? Oh, come on, uh, just because I don't care enough. Already that category. It's true. No. Oh. Are you impersonating someone? Uh, no, no, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm going to go right now. <laughs> Hold on. Let me let me pull up the. Uh, let me pull up the uh, a photo of Ma Rainey. Yeah, you do that while I read the next one. Animated feature. Uh, oh yeah, I guess she. I guess there probably was maybe a. Yeah. But nothing. No, there, I, there's there no facial. I'm sorry. Real quick. There's no like uh, prosthetics on her face. It's just like it's makeup, and that's what I was looking at. Is like I think the hair was ca- the hair. Yeah, the hair and makeup yeah. capturing the era. So I'm going with that, yeah. and I stand by it. Okay. It's still lost. Oh. Boo. Animated. <laughs> animated feature. Zootopia. Coco. Spider Verse. Toy Story Four. Soul. Uh, Spider Verse is one of the coolest wins this category ever had. Oh. Yeah, Spider-Verse by far. Spider-Verse over all of them combined. Coco for me, but Spider-Verse is second. Coco would be my second. I like that one a lot. Visual effects. Jungle Book. Blade Runner 2049. First Man. 1917. And Tenet, a movie that definitely exists. Uh, Blade Runner 2049. It's not even close. Same. It's a, it's uh, first man for me, but Blade Runner uh, wins. First man, uh, well, I don't want to get into it, but First Man has some really impressive. I'm going to do a little plug here. We just interviewed for 
Awards Radar, the Visual Effects Academy Award Visual Effects team for both Shang-Chi and for Spider-Man No Way Home. You have to listen to these episodes and, and read the articles because they're on the verse. Uh, because what goes into them and what they the, the, the problems they solve on top of all the things that you know, the very showy, the water effect, the bamboo, it's just really incredible. And you, you people need to take the time to, to not just watch the film and look at Andrew Garfield, who does a tremendous job, but see the artists behind it. Because when you watch that film and you watch the credits, well, I'm guessing hundreds or thousands of artists' names pass by. And they yeah. deserve more respect because it's their work is just. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just insane. So, totally. Uh, costume: Fantastic Beasts, Phantom Thread, Black Panther, Little Women, Ma Rainey. Uh, Black Panther out of this group. Well, I'm going Ma Rainey. Uh, I go Phantom Thread, so it's a tie, and then I'll switch to Black Panther. Recently so bias. I just looked at it uh, at the pictures. It's fine. Uh, song, City of Stars, La La Land, Remember Me, Coco, Shallow, A Star Is Born, I'm Gonna Love Me Again, Rocket Man, and Fight for You, Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, it's got to be Shallow. It's the only one of the five that I like. Still remember and occasionally hum to myself now. Hmm. Between that and City of Stars. Um, I like City of Stars, but it's not my favorite song from that movie. Same. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go Shallow as well. Same. Sweep. Score. La La Land. The Shape of Water. Black Panther. Joker. Soul. Uh, Shape of Water here. Can you repeat? La La Land. Shape of Water. Black Panther. Joker. Soul. Score. I do like I do like Joker's score. Uh, I'm gonna go La La Land though. Same. La La Land wins. Production design: La La Land, The Shape of Water, Black Panther, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Mank. Oh, damn it. Um, some pretty some pretty close ones here. I think I'm gonna go Shape of Water again though. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, Shape of Water. May well no, it's not my least favorite of the of the category. I do I do like the film, but uh, it is my least favorite of the category. <laughs> yeah, but the but the production design is you you can't deny. No, how, no, it's not bad, but yeah. Oh no, I th- I think it's spectacular. Uh, I'm gonna go with that. Shape of Water. Oh shit! Well, I'm going once my time in Hollywood. Shape of Water wins. Uh, cinematography: La La Land, Blade Runner 2049, Roma, 1917, Mank. Oh, I know mine. Uh, Blade Runner 2049 is visually one of the best films I've ever seen. Like, it's every single frame is stunning. Uh, I 100% agree, and I'm going to back that up. Blade Runner. Uh, La La Land for me. Blade Runner wins. Editing. Yeah, that's a good one. Hacksaw Ridge. Please don't vote for it. Hmm. Dunkirk. Hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody. You're not allowed to vote for it. Ford v. Ferrari. Sound of Metal. This is editing? Um... Yeah. Okay. It's between Dunkirk and Ford v. Ferrari for me. Uh, it's close. I think I'm going to go Ford v. Ferrari. Uh, I'm Same thing. And yes, Ford v. Ferrari. I was between Dunkirk and Sound of Metal. Uh, but oh. I'll go Dunkirk. Ford v. Ferrari wins. Adapted screenplay. Moonlight. Call Me By Your Name. 
Black Klansman, Jojo Rabbit, The Father. I'm going Black Klansman. I'm not even going to wait. That's the only one I like actively love of the group, too. Um, I would have considered Jojo Rabbit, but uh, I will go Black Klansman. Well, your vote doesn't matter, so just pick It doesn't one. matter, and I'll just say uh, Jojo Rabbit, and I lose. There you go. Cool. Original screenplay. Um, Manchester by the Sea. Get Out. Green Book. Parasite. Promising Young Woman. Uh, Parasite comes damn close for me, but I have to go with Get Out. Hmm. Steve? I'm going to go with Parasite. Hmm. I'm going to go Manchester by the Sea, and oh. then I'll switch to Parasite. Okay. Since it was a tie. If I went with uh, <laughs> Promising Young Woman, where does your vote go? I would have I would have probably said I'll go Parasite and then I'll switch to Promising Young Woman. Okay. So, yeah. Sporting actress, Viola Davis Fences, Allison Janney I, Tanya, Regina King if Beale Street could talk, Laura Dern Marriage Story, Yoon Jung Yoo, Minari. Um, I mean, Yoon is just such a cool win for this category. Mm-hmm. Um... Um, Allison Janney. Uh, I'm going Yoon Jung Yoon. Allison Janney. Well, huh? supporting out. actor. Yeah, I'd have been out. Yep. Rehearsal Ali, Moonlight. Sam Rockwell, Three Billboards. Rehearsal Ali, Green Book. Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya in a sweep. He's so deserving. Brad Pitt for me. Yeah, I'm going Brad Pitt as well. Woo. Actress, Emma Stone, La La Land. Frances McDormand, Three Billboards. Olivia Coleman, The Favorite. Renee Zellweger, Judy. Frances McDormand, Nomadland. Uh, it's definitely Olivia Coleman for me. I love that she's a winner. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the same. Coleman. All right. Then I'll go uh, Emma Stone, La La Land. That was my, that was my second. Actor... Sam. Yeah. Actor Casey Affleck, Manchester by the Sea. Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour. Rami Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody. Joaquin Phoenix, Joker. Anthony Hopkins, The Father. I don't like any of these. <laughs> like, oh, really? I like some of the actors, but I don't think I like a single one of these performances. I'm on Affleck. Uh, I'm definitely not. Um... I don't like the film, but if we're just looking at the performances, I guess I go Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Jeez. Ah, man. That's a tough one. Uh, I was between... I do like Phoenix, but I just, no one ever votes for the Joker, so I usually just cross it out. And it's like, I'm not going to yeah. throw, throw away my vote. Um, Affleck, Hopkins, Phoenix... Ah, screw it. I'm going Phoenix. Yeah, boy. I was going to go Hopkins, but so it wasn't. All right. If I go Hopkins, what, what happens? Uh, it's a tie until I nag you to switch it to Affleck. Uh, well, Affleck. There you go. Uh, All right, I'll go Affleck. No, I'm going Phoenix. There we go. That was easy. <laughs> uh, director, Damien Chazelle, La La Land, Guillermo del Toro, Shape of Water, Alfonso Cuaron, Roma, Bong Joon-ho, Parasite, Chloe Zhao, Nomadland. Oh, gosh. It's between Del Toro and Bong Joon-ho. Uh, I'm between Chazelle and Bong Joon-ho. Same here. Well, I guess if I say Del Toro, I'm throwing it away, so I'll say Bong Joon-ho. Nice. I'll say Chazelle. Same here. Chazelle. Chazelle wins. Not yeah. mad at it? No, yeah. No. And then Best Picture. Moonlight, 
The Shape of Water, Green Book, Parasite, and Nomadland. My vote is for La La Land. Uh, my vote is Parasite. Parasite, yeah. Damn it. Who are you going to go with? I'm between the two. Um, Which two? La La Land and Parasite. You remember La La Land didn't actually win, right? You're going too fast. It's the last five Best Picture winners. I oh, said, is that I said is? Okay. Moonlight, which won, but then yeah. I said my vote was for La La Land. Oh, okay. Making a funny. No, it's Parasite then. Yeah, Parasite. <laughs> uh, part of the fun of the game is Steve losing his mind. I need I need a list. I, it's the same thing yep. I tell my wife. Put it on paper. I can't sit huh? there and use my brain. Right. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, Ryan had another question that leads into the game we played last week, and maybe we'll play a little bit of that game. But let's do at least one. He said, if both Best Director Oscars were taken away from Steven Spielberg, which of his other six nominations would you reward him for, if at all? So what are the options? I'm bringing them up for you right now because I figured that would be the case. Um, and then we can what we can do is let's save the other ones maybe for next week, the other options that we got that I sent you guys. So we have them. We can think about them. But what we can do is we can tag onto this one um, what we would have given them to if we're taking those away from him in terms of his Oscars. All right. So his... I gotta let me go to IMDb, that's easier. The page I was on was listing everything he's ever been nominated for, and I was like, that is uh oppressive. Because he is uh, quite the nominated fellow. Alright, so in terms of his Oscars, he has a directing nomination for West Side Story, if you want to preemptively give him to that. He has a directing nomination for Lincoln. He has a directing nomination for Munich. He won for Saving Private Ryan. We're taking that one away. He has a win for Schindler's List. We're taking that away. He has a director nomination for E.T. And he has a director nomination for Raiders of the Lost Ark. And he has a director nomination for Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So the idea is we're taking away the two E1 and redirecting Does any of those, both? Yeah, would any of those result in a win to you? Uh, the, well, of the other it, six. Of the other six, I would go with uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and Munich. Okay. It doesn't have to be two, but yeah, okay. Well, I want to do two because I don't have to choose between them. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to go Lincoln because then it doesn't go to Ang Lee a second time. I'm going to go with Close Encounters. Okay, solid. Um, as a sort of addendum to that, um, who would you give them to instead of Spielberg for his two? So, who are so, the other nominees each year? So, the Saving Private Ryan year. I'll give you that right now. Um, Terrence Malick was one of them. John Madden was one of them. Um, Roberto Benigni was one of them. And who was the other one? Peter Weir. Peter Weir. From, yeah. So, there, there's your there's your actual one. See, I'm good with lists. There we go. Peter Weir for... Truman Show. Oh, yeah, that one, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one. <laughs> yeah, I think that's and the one. Then, yeah, and then the other one is for uh, Schindler's List. Uh, I have to think of that one, because that also Jim was Sheridan such a... In the Name of the Father. Is that in the Name of the Father? Yeah. Jane Campion, The Piano, James Ivory, The Remains of the Day, Robert Altman, Shortcuts. Altman. Hmm... 
Uh, I'd probably go Sheridan, actually. Uh, I'd go Altman as well. Underappreciated film, Shortcuts. Yeah. Um, here, let's let's play with this list for a couple minutes. We don't have to spend too much time of it. Um, so, uh, One for Summer gave us a whole bunch of them. We'll see how far we want to go with this. Uh, they said they were wondering who would win the Oscar if John Wayne didn't in 1969. Also, if Judy Dench didn't win in 98, she might not have won an Oscar. And I think that's true. I don't think she's been in second since then. Though... Well, she might, have, she might have risen in standing for something like Philomena if she hadn't won before. Notes on a Scandal was what I was going to say, but those are oh, the two. Oh, Notes on a Scandal. I, honestly, I think she deserved to win for Notes on a Scandal. That's her best performance, I think. Yes. Probably. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Let's see. So, John Wayne. As we skip over all of his um, unfortunateness. <laughs> um so if he didn't win, pulling that up right now. So he wins for True Grit. The other nominees were Richard Burton for Annie of a Thousand Days, Dustin Hoffman, Midnight Cowboy, John Voight, Midnight Cowboy, Peter Toole, Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Um, it's not Peter O'Toole. It's not Richard Burton. It's one of the Midnight Cowboy guys. Yeah. It's probably um, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, I would go Dustin Hoffman. I'd go Hoffman too, yeah. Yeah. Uh... They said their favorite performances that didn't win an Oscar are Whoopi Goldberg in The Color Purple and Russell Crowe in A Beautiful Mind. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg was probably not far off. Russell Crowe was in the midst of his like winning streak situation. Well, I, I maintain that he was absolutely the second, and I would give have given it to him over Denzel in Training Day for sure. Yeah. All right. Did any of these actors deserve to win any of their Oscar nominations? They say Deborah Kerr. Geraldine Page, Glenn Close, Peter O'Toole, Richard Burton, Ed Harris. So let's go through them a little bit. Um, I think with Peter O'Toole, you know, there is a clear likely answer. But let's, um, let's play that out for a second. So I assume Lawrence of Arabia is where everyone's probably going, right? Yeah, Here's what he's nominated for. Yeah, his nominees are uh, his nominations are Lawrence of Arabia, Beckett, The Lion in Winter, Goodbye, Mr. Chips, The Ruling Class, The Stuntman, which might be might be my pick, uh, my favorite year in Venus, The Stuntman. I'm sure he didn't come anywhere close, but now I'm just curious um, who won. Oh, De Niro won for Raging Bull. <laughs> that wasn't going to happen. Uh, out of that lineup, I would still go Lawrence of Arabia. Same here. Yeah, probably. I'm just looking. Uh, so yeah, Gregory Peck wins. For, oh, for Mockingbird? Kill Mockingbird, yeah. No, I would have given it to O'Toole over Peck. That's fair. I think so. All right, so we, we've got one there. Um, of the other people, uh, let's, let's go from backwards. So uh, Ed Harris. I don't, I honestly don't think he has one. Which is a shame, because he should have one. Yeah, it's kind of wild that he doesn't. But I don't think he he gets one. Um, let's see. Where would he even get one? 
Well, what are all his nominations? Yeah, I'm pulling that up now for you. Okay. Ed Harris's Oscar nominations. Uh, supporting actor for The Hours, actor for Pollock, supporting actor for The Truman Show, supporting actor for Apollo 13. I would say maybe for either Truman Show or Apollo 13, but it depends who he was up against. Let's How do you see. Apollo 13, yeah. So let's do The Truman Show or Apollo 13. Yeah, it's, it's one of the two. Let's look. Who was he up against? <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. 71st Academy Awards. I'm looking right now. Um, he... Oh, well, you know what, Ed Harris? James Corbett wins for Affliction. I would have given a dead Harris over him. For sure. I'd be fine with that, but I thought Coburn was good. <coughs> Coburn's good, but yeah. That would be probably where I would go. Um, but we'll do Apollo 13, too, just to have it. In many ways, I think he's one of the more... He's certainly, I think, the most memorable performance in Apollo 13. No argument there. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here comes trouble. I'm bringing it up. Yeah, um, he w- he lost the spaces for the usual suspects. Well, I mean, I would do that now. Yeah. Probably not at the time, but, you know. Knowing what you know now. Knowing what I know now, you know. Either way. Uh, let's do... Let's see. Richard Burton. Seven... Seven nominations, great. Pulling them up. If anyone else has them faster, feel free. I'm looking right now. Richard Burton, Equus, Anne of a Thousand Days, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, The Spy Who Came In From the Cold, Beckett, The Robe, and My Cousin Rachel. Uh, I would say maybe Virginia Woolf. Let's play that one out then. Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? He loses to Paul Schofield, A Man for All Seasons. Yeah. I could do that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, that was easy. Um, let's save Glenn Close for last, because that's uh, a conversation. Uh, Geraldine Page. Geraldine Page. Uh, she has an Oscar win. So that answered that question. So let's go to uh, Deborah Kerr. Six times. She has the record for most Best Actress nominations without a win. Nominated for Edward, My Son, From Here to Eternity, The King and I, Heaven Knows, Mr. Allison, Separate Tables, and The Sundowners. It's King and I are From Here to Eternity, right? Yeah. I would have said King and I, yeah. Uh, well, From Here to Eternity... That one. Best actress goes to Audrey Hepburn, Roman Holiday. So never mind there. And The King and I. The King and I. She lost to Ingrid Bergman, Anastasia. I can switch that one out. Yeah. Yeah. Swap it. I like Ingrid Bergman winning, but she's done better. Yeah. And let's wrap up on uh, Glenn Close, one of the more infamous ones. We'll play this one out in full. Glenn Close. 
nominated for eight Academy Awards. We've got Best Supporting Actress, The World According to Garp. She lost to Jessica Lange Tootsie. I wouldn't change that. Me neither. Nope. Keep it. 83, The Big Chill, Supporting Actress. I have the answers here. Linda Hunt, The Year of Living Dangerously. I might have I given might it to her that. for The Big Chill, yeah. That's that's the lead if I'm doing one. Yeah. 84, The Natural. And Peggy Ashcroft, A Passage to India. That one I would do as well. Same here. Uh, Fatal Attraction. Cher, Moonstruck. Not doing that one. Love Moonstruck win. I don't know. I might do that one. It's a good one, but I, I prefer that one. Dangerous Liaison. You, you have to look. Her earlier work is more awards-worthy as you get yes. further on. You're like, uh-oh. Yeah, Jodie Foster, The Accused. No. Uh, Jodie Foster. Same here. Albert Nobbs. It's Meryl Streep, The Iron Lady, and both performances should die in a fire. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I can't, I can't in good conscience give it to either one. Who else? Yeah. Let, who else was in that year? Let's give it to someone else. Viola Davis, though I give it to Rooney Mara for... The girl with dragon tattoo. Oh yeah, Mara for sure. Yeah, yeah that's actually yeah, that's a very kind of weak year because Michelle Williams and yeah, Michelle Williams, which I would also take over over close or street. Uh, yeah, same here. Um, yeah, uh, and then the wife where she lost to Olivia Coleman. We're not switching that one. And Definitely then Hillbilly Elegy where she lost to Yoon, and we're not doing no. that either. So, so out yeah, of that I mean, lineup, I'd say Big Chill is the most likely. Yeah, Big Chill or the Natural. Uh, I would go the Natural. Yeah, either way. All right. Yeah, feel free to send in more of these if people want us to do them. Um, it also saves us having to do work, which I uh, always appreciate. All right. Uh, say where you can be followed, Miles, and um, mention something that didn't get nominated at the Super Awards that you would have liked nominated, like a genre thing you didn't hear. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I got to think. Uh, well, you can find me on both Twitter and Letterboxd at Miles on Film. That's M-Y-L-E-S on Film. Please check out my short films, American Exorcist and Once Upon a Dracula. They are both on YouTube under Aftershock Pictures and Chase Capo, respectively. And a uh, genre film that did not get nominated. Give me one moment. Is it film or any category? You can do either, any category if you want. I mean, while you while you search, I'll just say that Spiral for me was is the one in horror. Yeah, I would say either Spiral for horror or uh, Matrix Resurrections for sci-fi. There you go. I think that I think that got lost in the shuffle. It was, cl- I believe, it was close for things. Uh, cool, Steve, you're up. All right, so you can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Filmstork. You can also listen to The Verse, which is featured on Awards Radar. Where, like I said, we are uh, interviewing the visual effects teams behind Spider-Man, No Way Home, and Shang-Chi. Um, both are fantastic. Plus, there's a whole bunch more, including Blind Spots and uh, series coverage and Vox Machina and Peacemaker and pretty much everything a geek could want. And if you're going to pick out or add a, a name to the list of nominees, Richard E. Grant as classic Loki in... The Loki oh, series. Oh, man, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah, totally. I like him uh, better than Loki. <laughs> Although I love Hiddleston. I think he was no, kind of... You want to you talk about making a real impression with only one episode? That's absolutely Yes, it. exactly. Yeah, um, that works. All right, yeah, you can follow me at Joey Magaton, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, all, all that stuff. You can find Awards Radar 
uh, on all of those things. And uh, I, I like I said, um, the uh, spiral would be mine. But uh, I'll throw in alligator Loki also. <laughs> Not a bad choice. What a performance. Yeah. All right. We'll be back next week. Um, we will be letting you know what happened with SAG. Um, there's no use in talking about it right now. We, we've, we've ad nauseum sort of talked about the possibilities. So we're just kind of waiting to see what happens. And I think we'll have Amanda back on because she's a big SAG person. But, uh, yeah, it'll be the first sort of change in the Oscar race. So we'll we'll chime in with that. But for now, this was another sort of laid-back episode, and we'll, uh, we'll do it up again next week. So until then, stay safe, and uh, we will see you at the movies. And by the way, ending on the thing that we'll be jealous, everyone can be jealous about, by the time you listen to this next – by the time you listen to this episode, and by the time we record next week, the former, I will have seen the Batman, and the latter, Miles will have seen the Batman. Ah, damn it. I'm jealous. How are you seeing it? Well, I assume Joey's going to some press thing. Yeah, you know, I'm seeing it because I'm on a list. (laughs) I'm seeing it because I got the uh, early tickets to the uh, DC fan event thing. Miles paid someone off. Yeah, I paid paid AMC good money to get good seats. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Well, next week, perhaps we'll be able to talk Batman. Until then... Steve is going off to turn into a supervillain, and we will see you at the movies. Na 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 na. Steve, man. Batuzzi. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and to visit awardsradar.com for the best in awards and entertainment content. <laughs>